Hey, what's going on? I'm Matt from a little way. You're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Get it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 177 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the last week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. And we have another doubleheader tonight. It is now March 11th. That's a Wednesday, everybody. So we are not good news. We are not. <laughs> we are not recording on our typical Thursday night, so I don't have a six-hour fucking turnaround time tonight, which is great. Yeah. I have twenty. I have thirty hours uh, to, to edit this, uh, so that's good. But yeah, so we're recording on Wednesday night, March eleventh. It's eight twenty p.m. Eastern time. Um, we had a doubleheader tonight. We'll talk about that more in a moment. But because we had that interview tonight, which is a bonus episode coming your way Monday, we didn't want to come back and record the next day. I wanted to eat dinner with my we family. We killed two birds at one stone. So, yeah, we, we decided to just stay and do the episode early. And by the way, we got a shit ton of news anyway. Like, it's not a slow news. And week. I was like, maybe it'll be a short episode. I can get bed early. Nope, it's a crazy long No, one. this is going to be a crazy long episode. I would anticipate Sammy seeing the birds at around 11. Not like when we're done recording. I mean, like, you, oh my you, God. You're, you're asleep. I, I hope on my third dream by 11. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, you can send us an email. We podcast and we know things at gmail.com for any nerdy questions. We will answer them right here on the air. And a reminder if you'd like to help us out monetarily, support the show, support us as content creators, you can do so at patreon.com slash we pod squad. For just $1 a month, you can get a monthly bonus episode and. Uh, access to our interviews early. So we appreciate all of our patrons out there. But before we go on, if you don't want to support the show monetarily, whether you can't afford it or you just don't fucking like us, that's cool. We don't mind that at all because uh, you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify, wherever you listen to this. You can leave us a rating uh, just like a couple that we got now that we'd like to read. They're both short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, but there are 39th and 40th five-star ratings and reviews, so we just want to shout them out and appreciate uh, Bash Stelmach. <laughs> Stelmach? Yeah, it's, it's Sebastian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bash Stelmach. <laughs> Stelmach. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I'm going to go Stelmach, but I'm going to go German, so I'm going to go Stelmach. Uh, he uh, gave us five stars, and his title is Sam, and his <laughs> the body is Sam Matoro's dad is a legend. <laughs> So the funny thing behind that, my dad hits me up in your podcast. It's we pod squad. What is it? I, I tell him whatever. So he goes, all right. So Bash is downloaded. We're gonna have the whole. So he works at like a, a gun club. So he's playing our podcast on a gun club. Everyone listen. I was like, oh god. And I, I don't know what episode they listened to, but my dad was like, ah. <laughs> I might be just honestly, but Sebastian like because he's. I think he's a little bit younger than us. But he was like, it was actually pretty good. Like it's stuff I'm into, and hey, I appreciate you know my dad. I guess. Is a legend, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you li- you live with your dad. He already knows all your opinions on comics and shit. Yeah, so he's just like you know my my dad wasn't that. He's very old school. Growing up, he wasn't that. He, he yeah. eighteen years old, bam, he hit the navy. Like it, it, the complete opposite of I am. My, my dad is so like Tim. It's just like we still <laughs> reading joke books and watching cartoons and stuff like that. That's my dad. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, and then a second one from AJM478. So thank you, AJM478, for the five star review saying great podcast. Highly recommend it. Hey, very specific, we'll and we appreciate you very much. Uh, so yeah, there are the two five star ratings, the new two, the two new five star ratings and reviews. So if you'd like to leave one, we read them all on the air. So if you can't support us monetarily each month with Patreon, please go ahead and leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to the show, and we will read it on the air. Whether it's one star, three star, five star, don't care. We read them all on the air. Uh, and uh, speaking of things we did on the air, we did an uh, a, an interview last week. 
was it this is the day before when did we record last week thursday right we recorded on thursday and then we went to the show on friday friday yeah so we yeah, recorded a normal friday. show yeah, on thursday yeah. so yeah we did our normal show thursday then we dropped it on friday and then on friday night we went to the foundry in philadelphia we were invited to the foundry to do a backstage interview with one of our new favorite bands especially one of my new favorite bands in 2020 bearings uh they've been around for a while but i just picked up on them this year uh, and we were invited to interview them. So it was a quick turnaround from the time I literally first heard them, fell in love with them, and then was like, hey, we'd love to do this. Uh, and, and we got the opportunity. So we got to interview Doug and Ryan from Bearings live at the Foundry. That is available right now. It's 48 minutes. We just did um, a show review in the car as customary for these things afterwards. And and Sam, that was your second post-show interview from the car. And uh, hey. it's just as fun for you, right? Besides no, it, the $20 it's, parking. It's, Oh yeah, and I basically yelled at the parking attendant. I was like, "You sure did." I was, I was tickets, so embarrassed. I was like, "The tickets are sixteen, park at twenty. It doesn't even make sense because it's some goddamn EDM bands fucking playing at the same building." He rolled down my window to yell at the gentleman. I yep. don't get embarrassed easily. I I make an ass out of myself most of the time, and Sam's rolling it's down principal. my window in the middle of this motherfucking. Fishtown area. He just rolls down his window. He's like, twenty fucking dollars. I was like, bro, he's not gonna let us park Dude, here. But the <laughs> last time I was there, it was six dollars. You don't triple charge. I was six dollars. You got him for fucking free last well, time. I got there early. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought we did this time. But I guess they not. were camped out. Holy Bastards. shit! But fucking EDM. The concert was freaking awesome. Bearings was great. It, it's cool getting a little backstage. You know, not not really getting to see that. You know. Yeah. Well, we, I've never did. You got, did it more than I did. But just to meet the guys, it was real cool. I'm still sore from that show. Oh, there you go. I cannot bounce back like I used to. <laughs> Hydrate, my friend. Hydrate. No, I mean, no, just physically, just my body. It's, yeah, we, it's uh, in pain. We really do appreciate the dudes in Bearings, Doug and Ryan. They uh, Not only did they share the interview once it was done, which we truly do appreciate you sharing that. Um, but again, they just took the time to hang and, and just super nice guys. So to sit down with us in this crammed little room for 45 minutes with a 10 piece in one hand and a microphone in the other, we yep. can't tell you how much we appreciate we it. Made it work. And Sam and I would also appreciate everybody out there listening to just go back, let this episode, once you're done, just let it finish playing because the bearings interview is just going to start automatically because it's the next one in line. So, uh, give it a shot. We, we do love it and try to get yourself into some new music, uh, some pop punk from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Uh, bearings awesome interview and as a matter of fact like we said this is our double header tonight again um, this is our last double header for a while but uh, we just did an interview with matt carlson from a will away my favorite band over the last couple years um, super super psyched on them um, fell in love with them just as much as like heavy things when i just started listening to them so like absolutely adore a will away have gushed about them on my personal social media pages and then it came together that right in the middle of their tour uh, Matt Carlson, the lead singer, took some time out of his night before the show to call us and chat for about a half hour. It was awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I always tell you, it was like, I, I just can't imagine taking the time to take an interview, but it just me not being a musician. I'm not in their mindset of kind of getting out there. And I think he said it. it best. He got out of work. He don't have you to true, load in. True. So he gets to talk on the phone while the rest of his band Bandmates, you got to do it. <laughs> That's a pretty fucking sweet gig for me. And it was our shorter, one of our shorter bonus episodes. It was about, it's going to be a half hour, a little under a half hour all in. Um, but you know what? We didn't skip any questions. We actually added three yeah. that we didn't anticipate. So actually four. So like it's a and, full And we had, we had a little window also. Yeah, it was a full episode and we wanted to respect his time. Like I said, he's playing a show tonight. Of course. Like, definitely wanted to respect his time. But that episode will be available 316. So Monday, March 16th, <laughs> Stone Cold Day, baby. So we're going to drop, we're going to break the glass and, uh, 
and drop a will away Matt Carlson's bonus episode interview. That's actually going to be the same day that we're interviewing local nomad on the show. It's going to be available the following Monday. So three straight weeks of bonus episodes. And oh, by the way, after we take two weeks off of that, we have another interview coming up April 8th, (laughs) which we're really excited to share uh, in an upcoming week, probably a week or two. We'll drop that. Uh, And then there's some more things in the, in the works as there always is because I'm a psychopath and I always have. Yeah, I, I have to limit him, Greg. We can't do more than two in one day. I can't do it. A B E, baby. A B E. Always be emailing. That's my that's my motto. Literally. So we got a huge show for you tonight. And we actually switched, flipped the script a little bit tonight. We are going to start with our pick of the week, and then we're going to go to trivia. But instead of starting with movies tonight, because a lot of the big giant gaming news that or news as we came in the space of gaming, Sam is going to just jump off right after trivia and host the gaming section. It's a long and, one, and it's and it's not all good news. No, it's. Pretty much not a lot of good news, as a matter of fact, in the gaming section, Uh, but it's a lot. So predominantly this show is going to be in gaming tonight and Sam's going to have that hosting duty. I'm then going to jump from there uh, after gaming and take over hosting for the rest of the show where we'll do movies, uh, where our top three will be housed. We're actually going to talk about our top three least favorite Mortal Kombat characters. We're putting it under movies because of the Mortal Kombat movie coming out, not in the gaming section, even though we're going to be referencing mostly the games in these things i mean if you want to draw from the movies that's cool too then we'll go over into tv music two stories in other sam cgc spotlight and then we'll get out of here like holy shit what a right to bed what a goddamn (laughs) night so let's start it off with our pick of the week i finished castlevania oh wow good for you man it's dude the reviews are right. It, it's fantastic. It's it's a little bit different than season one. I know and two. there's a tease in there for a different video game property that you're fucking psyched. No, I, I, well, I'm, I'm not. Giving, I'm not going to give not spoilers. Giving anything, but I can see your face uh, right no, now. No, I'm not giving nothing. I know I, it is. I, no, I no, say, I know. I know. No, I but saw you think, it. but you think you know. I saw it. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then then maybe. <laughs> so, so the first two seasons. <laughs> I don't care about spoilers. They, they were they were short and sweet. They weren't that long. This season was ten episodes. I think were they six? I think they were six. Six, maybe eight, ten, and ten. So I was a little bit shocked to see that. Of course, I was super excited. Each episode runs about 21 to 33 minutes. And I think we're just like IGN said, it was character driven. Each character, you got to know more about their history, what they're scheming, what their plan is, what they're trying to do. Did each character get its, his or her own episode? As no, like no, 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 no. One cohesive yes. plot. Okay. And it, it pops around a little bit, but it, they all meet basically at okay. the end. And it basically sets up, like, again, like every show now, it sets you up for the next season. I thought this season, don't get me wrong, you still have your bloody good, your bloody violence from beginning to end. Um, How's the animation still quality? Oh, it, dude, it's it's gorgeous. Animation. Just like, as good. It's yeah. it, like I just. It was Is it getting better. It, it, I think it, it's the best it's been. The one I forget what episode it was, but you're overlooking like a park grass, and then it goes to a stream. It looked real. Like I had to go back. <laughs> it was like it, like it legit looked that good. Good. So I, I cannot recommend Castlevania, three seasons. I mean, the, the new season three was only ten episodes, but like I said, twenty-one to thirty-one minutes each. It didn't get renewed for season four yet, but it will. With getting a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes and everyone's going towards it, go see Castlevania. It's the show. It's on Netflix. One of my favorite things in this world to do is listen to a band, scroll down on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever I'm listening to it, and see the like like uh, similar artists or people also listen to second and like find new bands that way. I love doing that. And that's how I got into this band here that I'm going to talk about as my pick of the week. They're called five North. Uh, They actually just released an EP called scumbag that came out March 6th of this year. So about a week ago uh, from the time you're listening to this just over a week. And I'll tell you now, man, um, 
I'm making the EP, the Scumbag EP, my pick of the week. Not just Five North, but this specific EP uh, is fucking phenomenal. I immediately fell in love with it because, like, so my whole thing is when I'm at work or driving, I just hit play. I'm not the type who's on his phone when he's on when he's driving or anything. So I'm just like hitting things and letting things play and then liking it. And so that's kind of what happened. Like, um, I went down, I just clicked the first band on a related artist. It happened to be Five North. Scumbag had just dropped, so I just hit newest release and just hit play. And this song, Drunk Cat, comes on. And uh, I immediately got into the, the kind of guitar riff in the beginning or the kind of the guitar lead. And then he goes, one, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> and like I was like immediately like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. It's like Acoustic Steel Panther. No, uh, actually, it was like old Blink. Kind of reminded yeah, me I, was gonna say, I wouldn't say Steel Panther. Kind of reminded but... me of old Blink a little bit, like just the, the goofy, zany, having a good time stuff. But to me, I categorize this as like pop punk for adults. Um, most of it ex- is got the E for explicit on yeah. there. Uh, they're definitely not um, kid-friendly lyrics. There is uh, – one song called Homesick on the record where he just says, I miss you every fucking day, roughly 23 times. So I'm psyched on that. I have to lower that volume when I'm at work yeah. playing that song. But in reality, uh, it's an eight song EP, eight songs, 22 minutes and one second. Just yeah. short and sweet. Just so you know, like one it. second. So averaging less than three minutes a song. So you get through it quickly. The songs, they don't drag. There's zero filler song to me in this entire record. I loved it. But that it's a perfect opener track for Drunk Cat. Great song. I highly recommend it. But my favorite on the record does go to Homesick, which ironically happens to be the song where he does say, I miss you every fucking day, like 20 times. So uh, just there wasn't a song where I was like, nah, skip. Like, I just let the whole thing play. I have a 25 to 30 minute ride home, dependent from work, That's depending perfect. on traffic. Yeah. I literally listened to the whole record on the way home from work that day. And I was like, immediately like, all right, when I get in the car tomorrow morning on the way to work, guess I know what, what I'm, I'm listening, listening to? to yeah. And it got me right to the friggin' door at work. So uh, super psyched on this record is Scumbag by Five North. They kind of remind me a little bit of like Sugar Cult mixed with like Lit. And you had mentioned another band. I, I just said the, the lead singer he is the voice of, I don't know if you guys listen to this, Smile Empty Soul. They just have like that raspy voice. I just thought like, it was like that mixed, like Smile Empty Soul singer mixed with Lit and Sugar Cult and they kind of just form. And I'll tell you, man, yeah. we heard Sugar Cult the other night at the show. Oh, it was great. We hadn't heard it in a long time. We were we were rocking. I love that song, Bouncing yeah. Off the Walls. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic song. So, actually, I was bumping that on the car the other day, too. He said I went back and downloaded it. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole the whole catalog from Sugar Cult. But, yeah, that's what uh, Five North kind of reminds me of. It's like a little lit, a little Sugar Cult. Uh, so, I'm super psyched on that with, like, the attitude and, and like, I don't know the right way to say it. I'll just keep it at attitude of like early Blink-182, like yeah, Enema yeah. Blink. Right. That kind of, I don't give a fuck, going to have fun and write songs that make me happy. Yeah, That's what I get a vibe from this, and I, and I absolutely love it. So I can't recommend the Scumbag EP by Five North. Sam, let's get into trivia. It is zero to zero in our, well, brand new Race yeah. to 11, win by two. The whole trivia challenge is two to two. Uh, let's try to see who can uh, win this third game. All right, so we got. Well, the fifth game, it's our third. Yeah. How many times did Chris Evans turn down the role of Captain America? I have the same fucking question. Are you serious? Oh my, how the hell are we going to have the same question randomly like Seriously? that? Seriously? No. I, don't no, know. I was going to say. I was uh, like, that's pretty cool. Is this, is a, this is an absolute fact. This is not a I, report. I literally watched this interview. Okay, so he said He it. said it out of his okay. mouth. All right, cool. Three. Correct. No yeah. shit. Three times. Hell yeah. Thanks the same amount, I believe... Uh, Tom Welling turned down the role of Superman for Smallville. The only reason I said three is because in multiple choice questions, most time it's C. C is the third letter of the alphabet. 
It's okay. just my way when, of thinking. It's just my okay. weird way of thinking. Right. Uh, Sam, this question is fun. Okay. I don't know if it's easy. Okay. Let's see what we got. In what country were Lego blocks invented? If you watch the toys that made us, I think I, I did not. that was on there. I'm Let me get some answers. Sure. I don't know. Is it? I'll give you a hint. It's Europe. Okay. Do you still want the yeah. answers? Okay. I have something in mind. But... Well, they're all all four of them are European countries, so I didn't just incriminate myself. Okay. But if you want, it's Europe. If you want to take a mm-hmm. shot without the, oh, answers. Yeah, I, if, if you say the one in my head, I'm saying it. All right, cool. You ready? Yeah. A Denmark, B Sweden, C Germany, D Finland. B, which is Sweden. Incorrect. It's Denmark. I I Switzerland was in my head, and you said I almost said you're like I was like that's <laughs> it. Stop right there. I, I didn't even need because if you said that, that was in my gut, and I was going to say that no matter what. So it is now one for me, zero for Sam, and our race to eleven win by two. The good thing is you have at least ten more weeks of this before there's yeah, champion. Yeah, I, I don't I don't worry yet until it's five zero. <laughs> then I then I'm done. So I'll take over in gaming and uh, big story. E three twenty twenty canceled due to the coronavirus. Now we are not a coronavirus podcast, so but it seems like we are. I know every week, and we have another <laughs> at least have, at least one more story yeah. in this podcast about the coronavirus. But so we are not a coronavirus podcast. We're not going to talk about like the virus itself, but just the impact of E three being canceled. Now the ESA did come out and officially confirm what a lot of people already knew, and actually what broke late Tuesday night as a heavily regarded rumor to the point where yeah. even Alana Pierce. At like 11.30 our time, uh, PM even said it's canceled. Even oh, before it was like officially reported by oh, she knows that people. She and IGN. Yeah. And so even Forbes had it before like it was officially done. So it was, it was making its headlines this morning. After the ESA said, we're not going to cancel, we're not going to cancel. Well, this is a very real thing. And to the point where yeah. even the NCAA is not letting fans in the March Madness tournament. The nope. fact that now the Columbus Blue Jackets and San Jose Sharks are not letting fans to home games until this clears. So like, and that, that, that list of teams has probably expanded before, by the time you listen to the show. So like pretty insane to think the impact that this is having. And when you think about E3, what do you think of? Do you think of the booths and the little things, or do you think of the press conferences? I mean, you got to think. I mean, a bit of both, right? For you, though, personally, like, what do you think of? Do you think of the big press conferences that we cover, or do you think of the rest of the week? I mean, it's, I would say rest of the week, I guess. But I'm, I just feel bad for more like indie games, people like that that need that exposure. That now you're not getting it. For me, I always think of press conferences. That's like yeah. the reason I like E3 is for the first three days when it's. Sunday is Microsoft, Monday and Sunday night is Sony, then Monday is whatever, and then Tuesday is Nintendo. Like that to me is – that's the time. After that, I don't really give a shit about E3 because I'm not in that business. I'm not in that industry. I'm not there. So that's the part that as a fan, I care about those press conferences. The good thing about E3 2020 being canceled for the fans – is that these press conferences are easy to turn into a digitally live-streamed event or something like that. And we already have a couple companies that said we are turning our press conference into a digitally live-streamed event. That's Microsoft and Ubisoft are both doing live-stream things. So don't fret. We're still going to get all the information. And quite frankly, they're going to get the same amount of viewers because the people that were going to watch online anyway are still going to watch. And the people that were there live are now still going to watch. But now what about the indie guys? That's who I feel bad for, and we'll get into okay, that a little okay. bit later because that's who this, that's who's going this, to suffer the most. This impacts not only that; this impacts the employees, the security guards, the food vendors, like Everyone. those things. The the people that are running a fledgling company on the brink of this devastation and disaster that go to E three for that one last shot to have their game seen, and now they don't get to. So I mean, like it. 
100% impacts. We'll call it in air quotes for lack of a better quote or lack of a better phrase, the little guy. But at the same time, it impacts the Microsofts of the world just as much because, yeah, we're going to get a live stream thing and Phil Spencer will be on stage in his Battletoad shirt. It'll be sweet. But at the same time, you're losing that on stage presence, that live audience pop. That's what I'm going to miss. You're not going to get the pop. Okay. Is this the beginning of the end for E3? 100%. So I'm glad you went down that road because I was going to. And E3 was after last year when they leaked 2,000 pieces of personal information of the journalists that attended that event. I'm talking personal info up online for people to see. That started a bad train. And then this is the second year. Sony had already skipped it this year. They already announced that they were skipping it. So now you have the biggest currently right now uh, of the three – skipping the biggest event of the year for the second year in a row. And by the way, the last time when they were there three years ago, they only did uh, God of War, I think, Ghost of Tsushima, um, and Last of Us Part Two. Like, they only did those little three games. They didn't do anything else, and they announced Resident Evil 2. So it wasn't like a big stage thing for Sony. They didn't have a really, like, a true press conference. So they've kind of been out of it for a few years. And and so people were already saying, like, E3 is dying a slow death. This... 100% 100% accelerates that. This is scary to think that E3 2021 might not happen because if this live stream thing goes well, what the fuck wouldn't yeah, they I do know. it for? Microsoft can save all of that money, stay at home in Washington, do a live stream event, and say, well, we're just going to get as much success, if not more. I think, like I said, it does impact that live pop and that like live excitement. Think about it this way, dude. You see a band right, that you didn't know. You go to a show, you see a band you didn't know, and you listen to them play, and you're like, oh, oh, shit, I like this. And then you go buy the T-shirt. Yeah, It's that immediate, I like it, I buy it. When you're at the live show, and you see that thing up on stage, and they're like, it's available in a month, you go pre-order it because you're psyched. Yep, of course. The live stream just it's a little bit different. So, I, But I think that it's not really going to hurt too much. I think you're going to see a lot of companies follow Nintendo's lead from years ago when they left E3 at that press conference level, they still had one of the best booths around. And that's another thing I'll miss is the Treehouse Live and the big, awesome Nintendo booth uh, from E3. But yeah, I think 2022 will not have an E3. 2022 won't. Yeah, I think they'll try to recoup next year. And it's going to be shit. And I don't I don't know if it's going to work. And then it'll go away. I think E3 will come back eventually. Like It's the Toys R Us thing. Like when the Vans Warped Tour was gone and then... Less than a year, a year later, later here's the 25th anniversary. Now it's only two shows, but E3 yeah. could do something similar. So, I, but I also don't know the the technology nowadays to just do things on live stream. What do you need it for? You need it for the indie guy. So maybe there's a new event that can help those type of or people. Or just the E3 event just becomes like the indie event or the uh, you know, smaller, like you said, the little guys. You have Gamescom in Germany, which is, again, it's bigger than E3. So like... I don't. I understand though that the indie guy can't just get on a plane and fly to it's Germany. Only Germany's only a fifteen-hour so, flight. So like maybe they don't have the monetary funds for that. And uh, so I don't know. It's it's kind of dependent on all of that stuff. We also don't know how long the coronavirus is going to last. We don't know if it's going to be. No idea. We don't know if it's going to be uh, still here with the same veracity or or more next year. So we don't know what the future holds. We can all we can almost and only just say to ourselves. I hope Ubisoft knocks out of the park. I hope Microsoft finds a way to take that live stage presence of a Phil Spencer, put it into a live stream where I don't want to fast forward it because um, that's a concern for me is when it's live streamed, I just 
I just don't want to watch it as much as a live presser. There's something about the live presser that I do love. But again, the Nintendo Direct's my favorite thing in the world. So I'll find a way to get over it. The thing that the news for me that popped from all of this that I was like, holy shit, was Jason Schreier from Kotaku had said, listen, I've been sitting on this news and now I'm going to report it that Warner Brothers Games was actually going to do a press conference this year, which we, we didn't know yet. That was unannounced. And he said they were going to show off the new Batman game. They were going to show off a Harry Potter game and Rocksteady, who did the first two Batman Arkham games, their new project, which I think is Superman or Justice League. They were going to show that off as well, amongst other things. And now we are not going to get that. It just sucks. That sucks, man. Like that would have been probably my most hyped thing for E3. I think that would have, besides for me, Nintendo, because I'm biased. I'm not an Xbox guy. So I'm, again, I'm biased for the... For, for Nintendo stuff, but at the same time, little little few things on this earth would get me more hyped than a new Batman Arkham game, which we know we're getting. Yeah. Like we've seen the teases. It's coming. It's WB Montreal. Like we we got it. But that also hear that Rocksteady was gonna unveil their new project with it, which if it's on Warner Brothers stage, Warner Brothers owns DC. It's a yeah. DC project, yeah. guys. Like it's, 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 it's gotta be it's, it's Superman. Gotta be. It has to or be. it's the Justice League. Or maybe it's some like cool offshoot of that. Like I'd be super psyched. What if a Justice League Dark game happened? Something like I'm so interested. And it was a Justice League open world game. Here's what I'm thinking. Like, they have DC Universe online for that, so I, I don't know. But at the same time, if they were planning this press event, and it was going to be this big thing, and it was unannounced, and E3 was three months away from actually, like, today, um, is that enough time? They have to – they're not going to just, like, not announce this now. So either they do well, – And especially after that tweet? They they, they have, right, to, they have right. to do something. They saw that tweet, yeah. right? So like, good good call out. Um, is it a live stream thing? Is it just a press release? Is it just a trailer drop? I hope not. I hope they do a ten minute WB direct. Here I, you go. I mean, of course, I'm all for that. But at this point, I would take anything, anything they got to hit me any information on the new game Batman. Give me anything. If they were going to do a presser though, that was at least going to be forty five. I mean, of course, that's the number one I want to see. But even again, what if they did a closed? Like behind closed doors, like private access presser for just a couple of press members. That way it's not like a big group and setting. That's fine. that's fine. And you still do the exact same show. Like and just or just live stream the show with no audience. Fucking team sports teams. Look at the Sixers game. Look at the fucking stands. You can see seats. When's but, the last time you can no, see but, seats? But not many though. Philly still There's, got it. Dude. Yeah, look at the stands. They look pretty good. Well, well it, dude, they could shut the arena down and we're still going to go. We'll find a way to I break mean, it. But that's crazy. Honestly, like other people's like for stands a, were empty as shit. For this, a there. random home game against the Detroit Philly, Pistons. We don't care. We still show up and support. <laughs> Yo, this fucking coronavirus. I don't, I, you know, I'll tell you, man, I don't care. That's that's a terrible Philly. I, I can't do I the South I apologize for myself. And I can't do the South Philly. <laughs> Yo, man, I, I just don't I, don't, I don't, I don't got it. I don't got it. So we'll both be waiting for Xbox and Ubisoft live stream. Hopefully, yeah, they more say people. details coming soon on those. Okay, I'm pissed, you bastards. Okay, we got a couple of reviews. We'll start off with Neo Two. You mean Noah? No, I pronounced it right. <laughs> Neo Two is an impressive evolution of its predecessor, strengthening everything that was already great, while mostly leaving its already excited or existing issues alone. Its stellar combat is elevated by the addition of soul cores, burst counters, and the ways in which these two main mechanics affect enemy AI and how you approach battles. Its depth is impressive, even though you can also make it feel a little overwhelming due to how much time must be spent managing Neo 2's many systems. If you're up for the challenge, Neo 2 is no doubt one of the most difficult 
and rewarding Damn. games of this generation. How's the first one? It's, you know, it's funny. I just actually was looking through my PS4 games yesterday, and I just put the Uncharted game on top and Neo number two. So like that's Sam has so, had Neo there. for over two years, it, but it's there, ready to go, and that's that's all I need. That's all I need. To see. Well, this game is out now. What do you think it scored? Eight five nine. I was gonna say nine, but all right, that's solid. But because it, it was funny, because I read the review, they were like, "Yo, the first one's hard as shit too." I was like, "Ooh." It's going on easy mode. <laughs> Screw that. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. This is the one Pokemon game I skipped. Don't plan uh, on no, that. No, watch. Best Pokemon game to I date. Just, I just <laughs> played the demo, though. So, I, I mean, okay. I played the demo when it, the day it drops. And I already did, gave my impressions on that in this pod. Uh, now the game is out now, so you can go purchase it. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX is a remake that feels like putting a Band-Aid on a flawed game that badly needed major surgery instead. While the story and presentation have been drastically improved, with fun characters and impressive new art style, which I agree with, at its core, it's still painfully dull, which I agree with. Key areas like dungeon crawling and combat are as monotonous and as repetitive as ever, leaving Rescue Team DX a truly unremarkable, grindy experience. 6-0. Oh. 6-0 oh is correct. Hey. And justifying why I'm staying far, far away yeah. from that game. Screw when it's it. 20 bucks or 30 bucks, I'll go pick it up just to have it. Okay, just add okay, it to the collection. I got gotcha. you. But I will never play it. No, that's fair. Ori and the Will of the Wisp review. This game is the most anticipated Xbox game of the generation for some. Wow. I'm, I'm one of them. It's up there. You're, oh, you're one of them? It's up there. Okay, okay. Gears 5, Crackdown 3, which both of them, well, Gears 5 is good. Crackdown 3, semi-disappointed. And then it's like Ori. The first Ori is incredible. This game, we'll find out. In Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Moon Studios has taken an excellent foundation and made it even more well, let me, re- let me reread that. And made even more out of it. It's mainly new elements expand and add to the first game's fun without bogging it down or becoming overcomplicated. And that's really the best praise you can give a sequel. It stays true to the spirit of the original, doubles down on what made it great, and gives you more stake in the world and options to navigate it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is an excellent, heartfelt follow-up that pushes the series to new heights. No, no. You got it. Two for three. That's impressive. Hey, I'll take it, baby. NFL and 2K reach an agreement to bring back the 2K NFL games. So you've played NFL 2K before, right? On like Dreamcast over Pino's house 20 years ago. I, mean, I, mean, I had to. Right? There's no way I So like it. Randy Moss was on the cover. Okay, yeah, 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 that one. So you could pick your play on the fucking memory card. So, oh, shit, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's NFL 2K. Um, NFL 2K has not been around since I think 2005 was the last 2K game because Madden was the exclusive NFL yep. rights. Well, that's no longer. The NFL has actually said, we want to partner back with 2K and not have Madden be the only place you can play an NFL game. Uh So instead of, this is my theory now, instead of 2K saying, we're not going to try and beat Madden and be a sim because sims are sims. I think they're bringing back Blitz. Oh, wow. NFL, that was my shit back in the day. I think they're going to bring back, I don't think they can call it Blitz. Blitz was a Midway thing. So I think the IP is owned by Midway. Um, I don't know who Midway is owned by anymore because I don't think they even exist. I think they folded. So I don't know who the rights to Blitz are owned by. I should have looked that up. But if they are owned by 2K or the NFL, then Blitz is happening because we got a Blitz on – or no, we got NFL Street on PS2. I think even Xbox 360 we got NFL Street. That's the last like non-SIM NFL game we got. I think we're getting back to that. They, I think it's going to be an arcade 
non-sim cool. game. Maybe not a blitz where it's like vicious hits, but maybe like a street. Maybe not 11 on 11. Maybe 5 on 5. Or maybe it is 11 on 11, but in a blitz style. Who knows? But if I can German suplex Brett Favre into the <laughs> fucking next stadium, I'm all for that. And I, I just, I know we're not getting a sim with this. They said that. So what does that lead me to believe? They're not going to try and compete with Madden. They're going to make it a compliment to Madden because I skip Madden every other year now because it's, been it's, years just, for me. it's just too much of the same game. 100%. But I love football. And I love football games. So it's like I feel like the same shit. You get it. You're hyped for. You play your one your one franchise season. You get and that then one thing over, and then you never pick it up again. And so, but you also you fucking run that franchise in like a day. Yeah, like you you, you play the a, shit you out. You have of a it. good two weeks. And so I agree. And so. Uh, I was up the mountains a couple weeks ago for the weekend, and my brother-in-law, Joe, uh, he brought up his old, like, consoles, and one of them was Blitz. And we hooked it up to the kitchen television, and me and Joe and Jay and the kids, we just played Blitz probably close to 40 games. Just, like, a constant rotating tournament all weekend. Loser loser pass. Right, in between hiking and pizza and movies and just hanging out and just go. I was playing a bunch of pool. So, like, Blitz is fresh on the mind. Just I have three Blitzes. I have 99, oh, 2000, and the original. So I have them on two different consoles, PS2, GameCube, and N64. So three different consoles. So I'm ready, man. This is, for me, this is happening. Yeah. Um, I actually have, I don't, uh, let me let me check on if I have the quote. I say that I have the quote, but I took a lot of photos recently. Yeah, I don't have the quote. There was a quote from 2K that kind of announced it, but I gave it to you. Like, it's not going to be a sim. That's what they basically said, and my theory is we're getting an arcade-style Blitz game back. I hope we do. Microsoft announces a set of live streams to potentially unveil the full details on Xbox Series X on March 17th and 18th at 2.40 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, this is different than the E3 thing. So E3 could have been where they blow out all the games and just go games, games, games. I think that was their strategy. I think the original strategy was on in March, let's blow it out with the console. Let's give them all the details about the console the and then hit them with games, 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 games and not waste a single second. I still think they're going to keep that strategy. Um, so, dude, for the first time in my life, I'm saying this. I'm hyped for a Microsoft live stream. They are you inside Xbox is terribly boring. So I am so psyched for March 17th and 18th, 2:40 p.m. Eastern time. We'll drop the details on our Facebook when they announce things, if they come out with specs or whatever, our Facebook, Price, Instagram, whatever. All that stuff our social media will have uh, all the details as they come out. Hopefully it is that. Like we said, Sam mentioned it, to potentially unveil the full details of the Xbox Series X. I, now it's just rumors. I, I 100. Who knows what the E3 cancellation is doing to this event? Who knows if they're changing anything about it last minute? I think this is where we get the unveil of the console. I think Sony is not far behind. They were just playing the waiting game. Who who goes first? Xbox on. said, "Fuck it, we're going to go first. Sony's going to go second. Same thing that happened last generation. Sony capitalized on Xbox's pretty terrible marketing and and made that into the phenomenon we know as PS4. So Xbox said, "We're confident in our shit." We're going to go first with this. So I think that that's what's going to happen. And we're just going to get games, games, games for whatever they do for E3 in that live stream. But I think this is going to be really exciting. Plus, it's two days. Like, I also yeah, think, are they what, going to What do, if it's one system, one games? I think it's two system. And I think it's okay. they're announcing a second system. So I think they're announcing okay. a second console. There have been rumors for this Project Lockhart, which is a handheld um like accompaniment, like think of the Vita. Think of like okay. the Vita, yeah. not the Switch. The Switch is both. The yeah. Switch is the console. This is the console and this thing. It's not the, you don't plug it in. So 
like I think we could be getting a handheld Xbox complement this Project Lockhart, and I think that could be day two. Day one is a Series X. That would be pretty sweet. So we'll see. We don't got long to wait. By the time we record next, we're going to have full details. Yeah. So next week's episode. Konami's TurboGrafx-16 mini console delayed due to the coronavirus. Yeah, again, we're not a coronavirus podcast, but it is wiping away the things we love. And this was one of the minis I was super psyched on. Um, didn't pre-order it because it's Konami's, and Konami can go fuck itself. I'll buy it when it gets cheaper. But I love the TurboGrafx-16, and uh, this is a shame because TurboGrafx-16 slash PC Engine, if you're not from America, um, didn't get the love it deserved at launch in the early 90s because of the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. This was its little chance to shine with Bonk's Adventure and stuff, and so I'm psyched on when it does come out. People are going to get to to know and love the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, another thing canceled from coronavirus was the TwitchCon Amsterdam uh, was also canceled, so... It's just more and more and more and more things. I would anticipate um, the California main TwitchCon will be canceled as well. That's just speculation from my, from me now, but I'd anticipate that fully based on what we know. Reggie fils to join the GameStop board of directors? This was some of the weirdest. And I'll tell you, I saw it. Right, like when you sent it. To, I know, as a matter of fact, I think no, no, you, you said you said I I but, saw it exact exactly, second I yeah. sent it to you. Um, like, holy shit. Came out of nowhere. Nowhere. No rumors. No nothing. The guy was retired, I would assume, happily. But and do you think this was the plan? Did, did he already know this in the back of his mind that he was going to the GameStop directors? I don't think so. Like, I don't know if he had a non-compete, because this is definitely a compete, um, I'd imagine. But at the same time, GameStop probably has 100 bucks left in the bank and gave 99 to Reggie. Like, this is this is the last ditch. Yeah, it's our last hurrah. They, they had to bring the most popular face of, like, corporate gaming out of retirement to try and save their f- fledgling brand. If this doesn't tell you how in trouble GameStop really is, I don't know what will. But I would imagine they basically took their entire, like – freaking portfolio of, of cash left and handed it all over to Reggie and say, just please save us. And if he can't, it's over. No one, no one can save it. It's over. Point. GameStop is over. It I think go, they, they just like tried to be like so pop culture with like the loot crates and shit and having the little knickknacks. Knick-knack. Like you go in their store, there's just too much shit. I think but that was the, that's like the saving grace plan because that's all high profit stuff. A t-shirt is such a high profit item. 20 bucks for sale, a dollar to make maybe. So like. But look, they have all the Funko Pops to take Funko up Pops, so much room. It doesn't matter. Funko, because all the games I mean, you they do can have your fit, collectors, you're right. They you're can right. fit the games in the drawers behind the fucking register, dude. Like they, they, they need the space for the high profit or the high margin items. Video games are not a high margin thing. You make three to four dollars for yeah, a video game sale. Game. You just don't make a lot. That's why digital downloads are pushed by the developers and by the companies because Nintendo makes so much more money and GameStop doesn't yeah. make a penny. Yeah. GameStop's here's GameStop's model. Knickknacks and shit and used games. They cuz they make 100% profit yeah. on used games. They give you 10 bucks for it, they sell it for 30, they make 20. That's yeah. 100% in their pocket. Yeah. They don't got to give a cent to anybody else. So, like when people realize that that's a they that they finally caught on that the shit you get from GameStop for your games is nothing unless it's a Switch game because they give you a boatload yeah. for them. They don't give you enough, and then they resell it for three times that amount. Like, we caught on to that. Consumers are smarter nowadays. Yeah. So I'm interested as hell to hear Reggie's plan. Now, he's on the board of directors. He is not the new CEO. He is not the head of creative. He's just on the board. 
So he is an influence, but it's not his decision. We'll see how much influence he has. I'm, I'm sure he is a lot. But what? Maybe it's a figurehead position, and they did bring him in to say, "Fuck it, just help us." Like we don't. Who knows what that actually looks like behind the scenes? But any influence that Reggie Fizeme has, I'm very interested to see what that translates to in GameStop. I wouldn't be surprised if they do GameStop directs, oh, wow. where they like have featured sales or tournaments or something like make GameStop cool. Not a ripoff. Don't feel like you're losing the sale when you walk out of there as a consumer. Because there's plenty of times I've walked out of there after trading something in where I felt like I lost. Oh, 90% of the time. There have been times yeah. where I gave them a game. They said, all right, we, they don't tell you what they're giving you. It's just on the screen. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's say fifty. Yeah, I'll just take the game. Yeah. Back. Thank you very much. There's been plenty of times where I do that. Or that comes up as a penny. Like, no, we, we don't even accept it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you bastards. Call of Duty Warzone has been announced. And it's out. Now it was pretty cool that yeah. Call of Duty did this. It's uh, they said on March 9th, they said it's out March 10th. But uh, just, no, that is cool, just like wait and then say now, <laughs> like wait till midnight. But yeah, it was it's pretty cool. Warzone is insane. There's two game modes that come in Warzone, one of them is 150 person battle royale, that's not madness. 50, not 100, 150 in a first person shooter. Madness. That's nuts from a map perspective. I love to see the maps, uh, for those. Um, but yeah, so you can do 150 first person battle royale, or you can do plunder, which actually is the more, um, I guess, appealing mode for me in like Gears of War and all these other games I played. Halo, I like capture the flag. I like get the, yeah, I, I collect like the spawn too. points. I like those yeah. games more than I just like deathmatch. I don't like deathmatch as much. So plunder is you're on teams and you have to run around the map and open chests and try to collect the most money in the time frame. And if you get killed, you lose the money. And then they collect it. So I like, like, it. I like that. that's to me the more strategic and fun game than just yeah. go bang, bang, shoot. I don't, I don't like that uh, as much. So, yeah, Plunder to me is what stuck out. I'm psyched on this. Um, Dan Nicolari from Connecticut DM'd us on the back end and said, yo, boys, can't wait for Warzone. I'm hyped. So I just want to give Dan a shout out uh, from Connecticut. I hope you're playing Warzone as you're listening to this show. He said he was hyped to listen. So psyched on that. Thanks, Dan. Horizon Zero Dawn officially announced. For the PC. Yeah, it was rumored months ago by Jason Schreier from Kotaku. Um, rearing his head again, we reported on this pod, and now it's official. Sony came out and said it. It's coming to PC. F- Sony fans are up in a huge, huge arms about this. They hate this. They think it's going the way of Microsoft because a- Xbox usually releases their games on both PC and Xbox One now, um, both as opposed to just a console exclusive. PlayStation was very proud in them being console exclusive. You yeah. cannot play this game anywhere but a PS4. And now that is slowly, slowly, slowly going away. It's smart from a business course, perspective. there's too many PC gamers. You can resell Horizon at 60 bucks again. You don't have to come out with it at 10 bucks. Yep. You can resell it for 60 to all this new, brand new generation of folks who have never played it. And it's going to look better because PC is just natively run games better. Yep. So it's a great business decision from Sony. But I get the perspective of the Sony fan who says, well, what's next? Is Uncharted 5 next or the next Spider-Man? Are you going to slowly, slowly? Don't decide? give me hype. So Sony came out and they said, like, we are not doing day and date PC launches. This, they're going to be console exclusive for at least a while. That tells me that this is not the last game. No. But at the same time, I'm okay they got to wait for the sales numbers. If it True. flops, they won't waste their time. Yeah, save the money. Venture Beach Jeff Grubb says Nintendo will be dropping an Indie World Direct on March 18th and a full Nintendo Direct on March 26th. 
Well, any other week, this would have been the number one story for me. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm i a rumor whore when it comes to Nintendo Directs. Sam and I generally try to stay away from just like hearsay on this show. But when you have somebody like Jeff Grubb from VentureBeat coming out and say like, I have a source who's telling me this. And it's not just some random leaker on 4chan or Reddit saying, oh, you look at the stars aligning for Nintendo Direct. Um, we are currently in the longest drought for any Nintendo Direct. So with the last one we got that was an actual Nintendo Direct was September We've got Jesus. some Pokemon directs in there. We got an Animal Crossing direct. So we've had directs for game specific things, but we have not had a full Nintendo direct since September. And by the way, that one sucked. <laughs> so we haven't had a good Nintendo <laughs> direct. Best, yeah. yeah, we haven't had a good Nintendo direct since last E3, um, and even that was questionable. And Breath of the Wild two pretty much saved it. So uh, I am so psyched to hear what Nintendo has going on. We know there's one coming. We know there's one coming this month. We know it's ha- but March 26th, still a little bit away. Uh, about a little bit over two weeks from now, but um, at the same time, we'll have a little indie one on the 18th, hopefully, a week yeah, from so today. Yeah, so you better hope Hopefully it's this is real. I hope it's not uh, just uh, bullshit, um, but my God, it's just about time. I want- Give this man his direct. I We need to break one down. You know, it's literally been since it. Horsham. No, I know. I know. You've I was been, in my old house. you for a direct. Jesus, I want one. I know you do, you bastard. Fuck me a direct. That's it, don't, isn't it? That's yeah, it. that's it. I just how's <laughs> my part's over, brother. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> once you see my once once the phone's down, it's like I all was right. so I was I wanted to keep talking about games. <laughs> I love talking about games. Super Nintendo. Was, dude, I was a solid forty five on games. Really? Not long enough. Let's move into the movies section where we have reviews for one, two, three, two, two movies. Uh, one is Bloodshot. Sam was psyched on this movie when it was first announced. We broke down both trailers. I mean, I'm, I'm psyched because I want Valiant to create their Valiant universe. I, I don't want it just to be Marvel. I want DC to get in. I want Valiant to get in it. Right. You know, come on. And then you have Vin Diesel being the one who's kind of um, putting this on his back. He's spearheading and, and it. Spearheading this whole new, you know, so-called universe. Bloodshot is unapologetically a popcorn movie of the off-switchier brain and kickback in a chair variety, Diesel... Leave your brain at the door. Diesel and company soldier through a wonky plot to deliver glowers, superhero poses, and loads of action. Director Wilson... Would like to know his first name. Is he just the guy from Home Improvement? Well, Director Wilson. Well, well Wilson hidey ho, neighbor We bring the heat with solid visual effects and a relentless pace. Except apparently for the first 20 minutes. But keen-eyed viewers will notice the telltale signs of a fix-it-in-post-production mentality fiddling around. Like in the disastrous Doolittle, Bloodshot has a lot of line deliveries happening off-screen, meaning the script was likely heavily retooled in post-production. Still, neither this clumsiness nor some cringe-worthy quick-cut action scenes can kill the entertainment value of this solid diesel vehicle. I believe I saw it. I think they gave it a six. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to see because, like I said before, I want to support these movies. I want them to keep. I want them to keep coming. If I don't go, then they stop making them. Yeah, I mean, Vin Diesel comics, red, the color red. What's there not to love? Uh, we also have a review for The Hunt. Before anybody saw it, Universal and Blumhouse's The Hunt was the subject of much controversy last year, and it turns out that the actual film and its hyper-violent social commentary is smarter than it was given credit for. Director Zobel. What are they doing, guys? This is like the Maybe it's like a Zendaya. Listen, they just got one well, name. I know in journalism, whenever you – if I said Sam Matoro in a journalism piece, I then then after that just refer to you as Matoro. Yeah. 
You don't give the first name more than once. But this is the wrap-up verdict, guys. We can give the first names again. I don't know who Zobel is. And writers Lindelof and Koos, peering through the lens of social media hijinks and polarizing politics, paint a ridiculous picture. That's a lot of peas Of how we're eating ourselves alive. And they do so in such a fun and absurd, absurdly bloody way that it makes the hunt worthy of a retweet at the very least. Seven? Eight. Right. Apparently a very good movie. And that's out today. So. What was the hunt? That one where um, it's Betty Gilpin and Ike Barinholtz, I think, is in it. And they, like, get put on an island and people get killed for show. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I remember this one. Okay. Gotcha. Like, I, when I hear The Hunt, I think of the Tommy, it's like Tommy the, Lee Jones. It's the like hunt. The Condemned mixed with The Hunger Games for adults. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I might check this one out. Uh, then Black Widow dropped its final trailer. Um, I, did, I did see it. Yeah, me too. Man. I'm, I'm going to see this movie I'm no matter out. what. I'm fucking I out. St- I will still say I don't like how... I see people come around Taskmaster. I'm I'm still not on board how he looks. The action scenes it looked like he did like a Black Panther pose. Yeah, he had the when he, he had the fl- vibranium claws. Yeah, when he did like a flip and he cut back, it reminded me of Spider Man. So you know maybe he met these guys or I I, I don't know what they're imposing yet, but I'm going to see it. it it's Scarlet's like it's our bow out is as Black Widow. I got to see it. Um, David Harbor looks like a fun character. Yeah, Florence Pugh in the beginning of the trailer when they're when she's making all those jokes over some beers. That was cute. Um, I like Florence Pugh. She's a good actress. But like, I am, and you know me, I'm more of a Marvel than a DC guy. Mm-hmm. But Marvel does this thing a lot where they copy paste. It's kind of a safe thing. Every, oh, I can show you 23 so, movies that are copy and paste. And so I think I'm just kind of over it. And I think like mentally, I, Spider-Man, my favorite, my favorite hero of all time in any comic book company, I waited to see Far From Home until it was out digitally. Yeah, I didn't see it in theaters because I was Marvel burnt. Endgame was so mad for me that A, like what's next? B, how can you top can, that? Like, we mean top that. I didn't like the movie that much. I mean, it was a good movie, but like, for me, I just like okay, we got this culmination of ten years, and now they have to kind of hit a soft reset and take us into this new journey. But I'm like, I'm kind of like, and without Robert re- Downey, right? And I'm kind of not ready for it yet. Like, I kind of just want a year or two off from Marvel. You are. You're, you're getting it. Just well, we're getting July to March, May. Yeah. So we're getting almost that year, but at the same time, July was Spider Man, like which is at- not in directly in the MCU. It's mixed with yeah, Sony, true. and this is about a character who died in Endgame. No, and that's why I was gonna say this movie like it's came like five to ten years a little late, <clears throat> late, way late, way yeah. way late. This next movie coming in May needed to be Guardians. It needed to be Thor 4. But could it? it? It needed to be one of those movies to get me back in. Now, like, granted, it's just me. I'm one person. You don't need my money. You'll you'll make plenty. But, like, it, I needed a bigger franchise than a fucking origin story for a character who's dead. Does that make, does that no, make no, sense? No, Am I, I wrong for thinking I, that? I hear you 110%. It just does nothing this, this for is, me. This, I'm telling you, they just threw Scarlet Bone here and said, like, okay, we never gave you your soul. This is for – thank you for 10 years. This is, this is what they gave her. This is her, her – Final bow as Black Widow. And I just thought the trailer was so boring outside of the dinner table scene was forced as hell at the very, very end that the comedy. Oh, trying I, to see, be so, like, I don't, you dude, know me, you know me. With, tr- it just tries. You so know hard. me with Marvel's comedy. I'm there for more of maybe what happens in Budapest. I'm there, of course, this, I, even though I'm not a fan of Taskmaster, how he looks, I do love the character himself in comics. And I know the action scenes are going to be good. That's what I'm there for. I'm not there for the stupid corny jokes. I would half say, the time, it misses me. 
I would see this movie for David Harbour and Florence Pugh more than I would for anybody else. Because again, I'm more interested in their stories now than I am for Black Widow. Yeah. It's Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow because I know she dies. So at the same time, it's like, I don't care about her arc because I've seen 90% yeah. of it. I don't yeah. need the other 10. Maybe if that opens up the Red Room a little bit more for us to get a look into that. So and I'm sure maybe we'll, Florence I'm sure Pugh gets a yeah. spinoff franchise herself. They, she, maybe she's the next Black Widow. Right, her and then David Harbour. Oh, and I'm I bet also, you that that's 100% going to happen. And right? I'm also, in the new Avengers, she's going to be I, I would imagine Black so. And, and and I also look forward to see her in the white Black yeah. Widow suit. That's my favorite it's gonna Black be Widow cool. suit. I love it's it. like Spider-Man with Spider-Gwen in that awesome white spider yep. suit Spider-Gwen is in. Yeah, so I think that's a great call out. I think Florence Pugh is definitely going to be in the new, whatever the new iteration of the Avengers is, she'll be the Black Widow. If David Harbour can play this character well. I'm excited for him to stay in the franchise. I don't Shame know Hellboy if, didn't work if, out. If he lives, I don't know if he's going to live through this movie because we never hear of him in the MCU. True. So I don't know if he makes out of this movie alive. So we'll see. Um, it'd be pretty tough for me to sweep 10 years of Marvel movies under the rug of just like, oh, he was in Russia the whole time. Maybe he gets frozen. The whole time. It'd be pretty tough for me. I hope he doesn't make it, I guess, just for continuity's sake because she never mentions them at all in 10 years of movies. Um, at least I, I think she doesn't. Maybe like a for the comic book deep cuts, maybe she does. But at the same time, the trailer didn't do very much for me. I'm totally out on this movie. The only time I'm going to see this movie is if Ashley says, hey, is it out on digital? And I say, yeah. She goes, ah, I'd like to watch it, which I, like, I highly doubt. Yeah, yeah, you'll never see it. <laughs> I, I, that, unless unless I, it, it does great night and I fucking love it. There is maybe. a 51% chance I do never not, see this movie. I do oh, not ever see this yeah. movie. Fair. 51% chance. Uh, something that is 100% I'm going to see is uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. We talked about the first yep. trailer that dropped. This got its second trailer, but this one got a red band. A red band. And it's Blood rated everywhere. R. This Blood movie everywhere. is rated R, which I was hoping for. I mean, it's it's, it's Mortal Kombat. If you think it's PG. There was a TV show on the C- on WB-17 for Mortal Kombat. They can do it, it if they wanted to. Yeah, horrible animation. I don't they even can remember do it. it. And there was, a, huh. there was a CG-only Mortal Kombat movie called... I can't remember what it was called, but that was. And guess what? Mortal Kombat Annihilation, PG-13. So, But you actually saw blood there. Did you? I, I think you When did. was the last time you saw blood in that movie? I saw Cyrax get blown up. I saw Johnny Cage get killed kind of off screen, kind of not. I thought that's her blood. The, I would have to be so sure. I wouldn't be so sure. So, uh, you know, Mortal I mean, Kombat it, can be done in a PG-13. I'm, gonna, I'm happy I'm to going see this to watch R. this immediately. This is this ain't even up for discussion. I, they went a little bit deeper into Scorp- Scorpion's backstory in this trailer. I think we all know it. Guess what? He wants to kill Sub-Zero. We got What it. else is new? <laughs> um, I like that they, you know, I think they gave away a little too much for the non- like if I know I know Mortal Kombat lore. Yeah. Like I know Hasashi. It was like, or Hanzo Hasashi was that Scorpion before. Then he gets yeah. killed, and then he comes back, and he's Scorpion. I got it. <laughs> he wants to the kill same thing. Brother to brother. Bye, bye. So, yeah. so we know the the lore. So I think for like the person who doesn't, this trailer might have given away too much. But bloody disgusting, and Goro looks great. I love Goro. I'm I'm hoping this isn't just Mortal Kombat One, the movie from his perspective though, from Scorpion's it perspective. It could, but and that's what I think it's, it's going like, to be. Hundred percent. So I'm I'm a little disappointed if that's a, if that's the route they take. I'd like a little different story. Um, if it's like ninety nine percent Scorpion from his view, and it's just like the tournament is kind of a back B plot, I'm okay with that. But if it's just like the A plot, but from his perspective, I'm I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. Um, and speaking of disappointed. 
Three things we were disappointed in is the following characters. This is going to be our top three for the week. It's top three least favorite Mortal Kombat characters. And this list could go anywhere. Like, there's so many characters. I had about eight, and I had narrowed it down. It, it was tough. But number three, I went with Motaro. Oh, he's one of my top three favorites. You, see, I never liked the Centurion thing. I, I didn't like his teleportation well, technique. Then you I hated loved his him. fireballs. You would have loved him in Mortal Kombat Armageddon when they said... Yeah, when you have a fucking centaur, half man, half centaur, he's really difficult to beat. They made him bipedal. He just stood yeah. on two legs. Yeah, which... no, no back end. It was just a dude with half horse legs. It was terrible. Which, which is that almost made my list. Just on which he, I think on that alone, he he should show. He should be everyone's like worst top five. I love At Mataro. least I, I love, never liked him. I love Mataro. He's hard to beat in the game. Yeah, he was hard. But and when you sucked. unlock him in Ultimate, and you can just basically cheat your way through because he's got a really long tail, and you can just whip people all day. And that's no fun, dude. It is so much fun. <laughs> just to run through the arcade on Novice as Mataro, shit is. He's, Greg takes Fun. the cheap win. I love Mataro. I love all the Auros. The Goro, the Mataro, the Kintaro, the Half Tiger. I love those boss characters from Mortal Kombat. I don't like Shang Tsung and Shao Kahn, but they did not make my list. My number three is Devora. She is from Mortal Kombat X, so one of the newer games. She's basically the bee woman. Um, she talks like a bee. She looks like a bee. She swarms bees. Her fatalities are bee-ish. I like bees. I don't like bee people. Um, she's got a terrible story in Mortal Kombat X. I actually hate her storyline. I don't like playing her, and I hate playing as her. I'm sorry, I don't like playing as her, and I hate playing against her. She's annoying. So, um, to me, Devora, from all the new characters that I fell in love with, this new generation of, of characters, she was my absolute least favorite. So it made my list. I can't argue there. Number two, Darius. He was annoying. They got it's Blade. Yeah, just call him Blade. There's, Literally. Well, there's it's a lot of that. Blade. There's a lot of that in Mortal Kombat. And I just, every time I looked at him, I was like, I can't even. Did you ever see Cobra? A.K.A. Ken from Street Fighter, just in Mortal uh, Kombat. Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, there's the dude who, there's a ninja called Chameleon. He was a green ninja like Reptile, but instead of having his own moveset, they just gave him all the other ninja's moves. Stupid. It's, it's stupid. There's some, there's some ones Lazy way to just create, create Ta- a yeah. new character. In Taven course. was just the dude. Like, there are some. Some boring ones. I did anything. Just Darius, out. Yeah, mine. The Get next two face. I went with are both old, classic MK characters that I just never connected with. My number two is Jade. I always like Jade. Uh, Jade. Um, I liked her. Yeah, I like Zelina Vega in the WWE when she cosplayed as Jade. That was very awesome. Of but course. Jade was so cheap when we played with friends because she has that staff. And she could just Post poke it. you with the staff Man, and just throw you. 100%. throw you back and forth with the staff. I thought she was a badass. And and just like our friends just spammed that move. So almost for that reason alone, because of my negative memories of getting spammed to fuck so you when have, I played I, against I, I, Jade. I if, if you look I at it like that. Like plus, plus, they made her Asian in a Mortal Kombat Annihilation. She's not she's not Asian. So, so like, Ooh, uh, bad move. Bad call. My number one, you're not going to agree with, but it is Kentaro. I hated her. Just him. Kentaro? Yeah, that's the. Oh, no, it was a tiger. That's right. It was a tiger. The reason I hated it was Bloody Roar. It reminded Uh, me of Bloody Roar. I I thought you meant Shiva for a second. No, no, I'm not Shiva. I. No, I didn't mean Shiva. I cheaped the fuck out of people with Shiva. So I get the Jade thing. I just did the stomp move. Yeah, I don't know. Kentaro. I like Kentaro. Kentaro to me was just Goro with tiger skin. So it's not like he did anything like. So so I put. I said. 
knock off of Goro. Well, he was he's in Goro's yeah. clan. Like yeah, they're yeah. the same. I know species. he came in the second game. Yeah, they're the, they're the same species. So he's just like a bigger, badder Goro, but at the same time, a second I like cousin. Goro. Maybe by marriage. I, dude, Goro was almost on my list. Oh man, I just Goro's, I never. Goro is my all-time favorite Mortal Kombat character. Really? Mm-hmm. I never. By, by you, you know mine's on zero. That's not even bro. Me. In the in the original game, when the Midway logo comes up, fucking Goro just walks on screen and uppercuts the Midway logo, and it flies off the screen and he just poses. I'm like, I want to play as that guy. And then when I fought him in the fucking dungeon, Shao Kahn's dungeon in the first game, I was like, Who is this guy? I mean, He's and, and maybe my ass. And, and maybe he killed Johnny Cage. That that could have an idea why I don't like him. Johnny Cage killed him. Then he did he get who killed Johnny Cage? Shao Kahn. Khan. Khan? Yeah, Shao Kahn. In Damn, the second maybe I gotta movie. rewatch the movies. Yeah, in the first movie, Goro dies, gets kicked by gets, Cage. Mm-hmm, he punches gets him in the nuts, nuts and okay, he, okay, he punches him in the right, balls right, and falls right. off a cliff. That's right. Those are $500 sunglasses. And then he dies in the beginning of two. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. By that's Shao right. Khan. That's right, that's right. Yep. He takes so, his soul? Uh, I believe he just breaks his neck. He rips his neck. Right. I might have to give them a rewatch. Shao Kahn does not take souls. That's Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, that's it. All right. Sorry, oh, look at it. Dude, 100 characters. I'm sorry, now, now I just know that you like Goro a little bit more because he didn't kill Johnny Cage. Yeah. So even if he just moved down one spot, that's further and away. he's on six. That's further away from Five me. to six. I'm happy with that. My number one is Nightwolf. Oh, I fucking love Nightwolf. Nightwolf oh, man. is so copy-paste for me. He was the best. Dude, Nightwolf is like, oh, we need a Native American. Let's have him have wolves and a fucking Perfect. axe. It's like... Tomahawk. Sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right. Dude, how do you hate Nighthawk? Nightwolf. Nightwolf. Because <laughs> Nighthawk doesn't Nighthawk's exist. Marvel. Jesus Christ. Um, Nightwolf was, again, like very copy-paste. His moveset's been done before. He's like, there's nothing special about Nightwolf to me. Nothing special. They even, I think they even skipped him in Mortal Kombat 9. I don't, I didn't play 9. So, like, I can't remember if they did, if they skipped him in 9 or if he came back in X or if he was a DLC in 9. And he wasn't in the original roster. I can't remember. But there was a game pretty recently where he just wasn't playable. Um, That's, yeah, a Nightwolf, That's a shame. Nightwolf is just boring. He's uninspiring. You, you do his, his one move. His fatalities were never. It. Which fatality sticks out to you? Exactly. None of them. Because they're all boring. Yeah. There's no he, Nightwolf fatality. He just, he, I don't know. I always, always liked him. He, he was has cool. the green soul thing, which is okay. But like, it's, it's a copy-paste good guy like right. give me a if he had a, an edge or a personality or something fuck dude he throws in, the, tomahawks. in the fucking movie they <laughs> bastardized him they made him sit by a fire and he was Liu Kang's spirit guy yeah, he was like the chief thing he was the spirit guy he was like Liu Kang you will see your animality blah 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 like the same Nightwolf that's not his purpose. but without him he never turns into that horrible dragon we saw on screen the CG dragon in Armageddon is the worst CG ever of all time ever <laughs> it was, it's worse than the bee thing in the Wicker Man it's worse than the Nick Cage B scene. I don't know. You ever see Nick Cage do that scene? I saw the whole movie. He doesn't, well, no, I mean like the back, um, the behind the scenes. Oh, like, no, I didn't. He doesn't wear anything. There's nothing on his head. So he's just screaming and they they put the whole B thing in on post. to <laughs> Watch him scream, bees, with no bees or no helmet. Even not even a helmet. Oh it's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Nick but, Cage. but anyway, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, guy oh, doesn't boy. do anything bad. He doesn't deserve any heat oh, at all. An official welcome for Christian Bale. He has now been officially cast in Thor Love and Thunder. He's confirmed as the villain. My original thought for this was, Sam, let's do top three villains he could be. But we would probably both have the same exact list because the list can't really be that long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my number one is is Adam Warlock. He has to be Adam Warlock. I think the only other consideration would be like a Beta Ray Bill. But I don't even know if... 
I, they're ready to introduce no, him. To the I, MCU I don't think yet? you're going to hire Christian Bale to be better A Bill. No. To me, if if I like, I don't even need a top three. My only one it's to Adam be Warlock. is Adam Warlock. This would pay off that Guardians of the Galaxy two end credit scene um, in Spades because it's Christian Bale. We have Batman joining the MCU. I mean, we talk a lot about Marvel folks going over to DC. We talk a little bit about DC folks coming to Marvel. This is arguably the biggest. And- Name to go across both Sony and Marvel and or Chris, DC and Marvel. And Christian Bale's on record saying like the only like superhero films he's seen was like the OG Superman film and the uh, Nolan trilogy. Besides, he never saw Rises because of the shooting, so he never actually saw. Oh, right, that one. I remember that. So besides that, like and like he kind of I think I thought he swore off superhero films. So to, like what what role did they give him? So to me, if it is, it's a one off. So if it, really if it is Adam Warlock. You really Half- think Warlock is is now is I don't know enough about Adam Half- Warlock to know is he like he's strong as shit he's technically without he beats Thanos so so you don't think he's just a one and done in Thor you he I, could- I just don't see them locking down Bale again like they did with Batman so you figure these are, they take a lot of time to do these movies yeah no Ford versus Ferrari needs a fucking sequel guys in the MCU he's gonna make a billion dollars like you don't need the money he's Ford versus Ferrari was fantastic Judge Judy. What? You said Judge Judy didn't need the money. Bitch needs the money. No, but she is a gazillionaire. So is she, Christian No, no, fail. he's not a gazillionaire. He's a millionaire, but he ain't a gazillionaire. He's Vince McMahon strutting down no, he, Hollywood he, he, Boulevard, he, he baby. business suit walking. No, no. <laughs> Dude, I just, I am super psyched to see Christian Bale in a villain role again. I think his best roles were when he plays the antagonist. American Psycho. Oh, like, there's fantastic. a lot of roles where Christian Bale. What, no, what does he say on, on that set where he yells at that dude? They it's a light that, or something like that about the light. <laughs> the bloody light or something in his accent. <laughs> Still my boy. I'm psyched on that. Uh, they also have rumors that uh, the Guardians might be involved in Thor 4 as well. I mean, it makes sense knowing what we know about how uh, Endgame ended. Dude, with I watched that scene again. <laughs> I think it was on YouTube of just Chris Pratt. Throwing, we all know who's in charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, and then everyone, nice fight. And, and just Chris, that, their chemistry alone. I just need them two to be in the same movie. I don't care if it's if it is Guardians uh, three. I don't care if it's well, a- I think, anything. I think this is an obvious rumor because if it is Adam Warlock, Adam Warlock, the tease was at the end of Guardians two. So it, yeah, like it yeah. just makes sense. And now at the end of Endgame with Thor and the, Thor and the Guardians being together, uh-huh. it all just makes too much sense not to happen to the point where if he's not Adam Warlock and the Guardians are not in the movie. I'd be kind of disappointed. And, and normally James Gunn will kind of comment, and he hasn't said anything. So I'm just like, all right, I man, think maybe. That, I think the silence confirms yeah. it, though. I'm, I'm hoping because I, I, I'm I down for this. Because like you said, James Gunn, unless he says it, and he also came out and he actually said he had an idea for a Guardian spinoff, which was focused on Drax and Mantis. Uh, a fan actually tweeted, hey, what's, what's going on with that? And he said, well, to quote, it was never ruled out. So no, hmm. no, that is not. That is a direct quote from James Gunn. No, that is not confirming that it's happening. No, it's not at the front, you know, on the front burner right now. No, absolutely not. He's got Suicide Squad coming out. He's got Guardians 3 to work on after that. But it's not a no. See, so you're telling me there's a chance. I thought his spinoff was going to be the Sylvester Stallone with the, like, the original yeah, Guardians, yeah. which I think would have been cool. Well, that's still on the table too, but Stallone's yeah. not getting any younger. He's not. What would you rather see? A Stallone original Guardians or the Drax Mantis kind of play spinoff? I, th- I think I'd rather see the the Stallone just to, just to get back, just to get, see get new characters, see something new rather than because you kind of know what you're getting with Drax and 
you know, and Mantis. And Mantis. What I well, I agree with you 100. And why I agree with you is because Drax is, to me, top two or three funniest characters in the MCU. Now yeah, that now that Downey's gone, he's so yeah. funny because he's limited. Yeah. If you give me a whole he's movie, he's perfect with that cast. Yep. If you give me a whole movie and it's focused on just him and Mantis, who doesn't carry the her no. scenes very well, and she's not particularly hilarious. That overexposes Drax yeah. and it becomes less funny. Yep, I agree. 100%. So I would actually, I don't want to see no, this movie. I, I, that movie, when you saw it, I was like, really? That was, that, that's the two. That's why I was simply, shocked that that was the spinoff. Simply because I, I want to keep Dave Batista's Drax character a treasure. And I don't want him yeah, to get lost 100%. in the sauce here. Uh, Robert Orsi will be writing a new unannounced film for the Sony Spider-Verse, which is apparently not in the MCU, unlike Morbius, which we now kind of t- know ties in to the MCU, if you're saying to yourself, who's Robert Orsi? Well, get psyched, everybody, because he wrote The Amazing Spider-Man 2. My most, like, hated Spider-Man movie besides... Do I? No, like- I, I actually like 3 more than The Amazing 2. The Amazing 2 was so yeah, bad. Yeah, I, 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 might, I might agree. Paul Giamatti, Jamie Foxx, the horrible Green Goblin storyline. Gwen, what are you doing? No, no. I, At I, least 3 had Sandman, because he was good. Yeah, it, it's just a shame that they, they just fucking threw Venom in there so, and it really shit on the so, whole movie. Th- well, Topher Grace didn't do that character any favors either. But again, you're getting that writer. for So Amazing Spider-Man 2. I mean, hey. Robert Orsi. We all deserve a second chance, you know. Listen, I don't know if he would have been, if he was would have been brought on if uh, he probably signed a contract for multiple movies I'm and not, they just said, yeah. fuck it. I mean, hey, I hope, hey, I'll give him a second chance because, I mean. It so can't what, be worse than that, right? So what is this? I don't know if this is the Craven the Hunter film because I think this is probably something different. Maybe it's a Harry Osborn, Green Goblin type of thing. Okay, yeah, he did a great you job know? with that and Amazing too. Like they did, they had a wonderful storyline. And the CG, perfect. I know that's not the writing, but holy hey, fuck. I, I mean... That was the worst. Spider-Man has so many villains to choose from, but like... Let's I'm give thinking, a Rhino movie, baby. Just yeah, take place at the zoo. I'm thinking of like the main guys that like, you know, we had a Green well, Goblin. Yet. My guess is it's going to be another villain for the Sinister Six yeah, and they're building up the Sinister Six. Green Goblin. <laughs> Think we're getting it. Isn't Rhino in the Sinister Six? I don't know. He was in the what? second one where they were trying to build the Sinister Six up. He might have been. He was Spice. in Amazing Two, so I figured all those guys—Green Goblin, Mysterio, Mysterio, Doc uh, Ock, uh, who was um, Electro. So I'm thinking yeah. that I'm thinking that Rhino is in at least a version of the Sinister Six. I'm not saying it's an actual Rhino. Movie, Shit, maybe it's a Miles Morales Spider-Man. We don't know. Could be. Could be animated. Who knows? We don't know. Probably not, though. Supernatural writer Robbie Thompson and James Wan are also developing an unnamed Universal Monster movie. Um, As we know, The Mummy did so well. Take two. I mean, I'm going to say it. I I do like monster movies, so of course I'm going to say it. I have to. I mean, Christ, I saw that Tom Cruise. My guess? Frankenstein. My guess is the Frankenstein movie. Well, Frankenstein's monster. That's my guess. It's a new take on Frankenstein's monster. We don't get a lot of Frankenstein. Nah, I was gonna say, you know what? Like we thinking about it, we haven't got one in a little bit. No, we're I mean, about I, to get a new Dracula, which we'll talk about. I mean, in a second. I still say Young Frankenstein is still Hilarious. the funniest fucking thing ever. But I digress. Uh, yeah, I'll, know, I'll see the movie. We whatever got, it is. We just got the Mummy. I don't think we're getting a werewolf thing. It could be a werewolf thing. We don't get a ton of werewolf, but you know, as long well, as not well, zombies. Well, we figure we did have the the, the Twilight, Twilight things. Then we had the, all the underworld stuff and all yeah. that movie. So maybe we're good so on I'm, werewolves. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be a Frankenstein's monster film. Um, but uh, I digress because Universal and Blumhouse are also working on a brand new Dracula film with Karen Kusama directing. I so, wish I knew. Now, so 
who was she? I right? guess that's not a sequel to Dracula's Untold. No, this is a brand new independent thing. I, which, I liked Luke Evans. I thought he was fantastic. You'll get more of him in just a second when we get to the TV section. But what my problem with Dracula is that it seems like every Dracula movie that comes out is not connected. It seems like they're all independent yeah. reboots, yeah. remakes, different franchises, different spins, different takes on Dracula. Just give me Nosferatu, fuck my soul up, scare the shit out of me for two hours, and let me go home. Well, I did actually read, so I, I forget what I read about it, but one of the guys who I guess loves Nosferatu, I don't know if he's the actor or if he's the... Well, uh, Nosferatu was like 1930s, so I doubt. Or, or if it was one of the guys that's been trying to make this movie for years that... I know that there's been some, but I can't remember. Someone that he said that he, I think a quote was saying, he's getting real close to getting the movie made. That'd so, be awesome. It, I, if, I literally read that this morning. A 2020 version of Nosferatu could be scary as shit, because in the 30s... And, and, what, and, what, you, and what you could do with today makeup dude nosferatu just the shadow from with the long fingers oh my god i mean i'm in i, I gotta say it. this is again not a nosferatu movie this is dracula but it is a standalone thing and i just that's my problem it's like every dracula movie just kind of stands alone and there's so many yeah. that even though we haven't gotten one in a minute this the market is still a little saturated for me so if they go crazy horror flat horror yeah i could see where if Dracula's I fucking need, vicious, needs to be rated R. 100%. Yeah. No no more bullshit. Let's go. Now, we have an update on uh, a story we talked about last week with No Time to Die getting pushed back like six or seven or eight months. Uh, MGM reported on the loss that they're going to take, and they're going to take a hit of over $30 million from this delay. Ouch. That's how serious this whole thing is. Yeah, it, it's scary. I mean, hey, you know, it's not something that they just thought overnight, that they thought about this, I'm sure, for quite a while. I mean, to take a $30 million loss... Uh, it, they just have confidence that the movie's going to make more than a $30 million profit, so it'll still turn a profit oh, wait, even with a $30 it, million loss. Considering everyone's saying it is the last time we're going to see Daniel Craig as Bond. And, right. and this, the trailer this looks delay, awesome. The stunts that they're doing look crazy. This delay is just going to make people want it more, yep. and it's going to make it more hype when it does come out. And I'm sure in a couple months we'll get just a little two-minute trailer just – Maybe with some. I mean, we already got. You figure they, we got two trailers two. already yeah. for it, so we'll probably get some, some like just like three new scenes mixed into two minutes of old shit, just to get people continue to hype and don't forget about me because it's a long delay. You know, as long as it makes more than thirty million in profit, they'll still see profitability. But we also know that this is one of the few movies that's not driving towards a sequel because this is Daniel Craig's last time as Bond. The Bond franchise will live on, yeah, but not without him. So this is not I one mean, of those I'm movies sure, where sure it needs already, to make that. You know I mean, I mean, of course it. If to make sequels, you, you need to turn a profit. But and I'm but sure this is a long established franchise. There's 100%. a sequel coming. No, they're I mean, it's already probably half written. Exactly. You know, Alexander Maloney and Ever Anderson to star as Peter and Wendy in Disney Plus's live action Peter Pan film. I have this as you see. It's well, actually, do you see it that way? No, it's not highlighted on yours. Oh, yeah. sorry, that's my bad. I can't edit that out. It's highlighted on on mine because I don't know why. This is like the least exciting story for me. No, and I, I don't know how I feel about a live action Peter Pan. We don't need it. We don't need all this live action Disney stuff. I just, we just don't fucking need it. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's one like, I'd rather just watch Robin Williams. I, that, that, that movie did it for me. Oh, Hook. Hook, I think, just landed on a streaming platform. I can't remember which one, but I think it just, it's making its Disney? debut. No, I think it's like one of the Netflix, Hulu, Amazons. I can't remember which one. But I saw a commercial about Rufio, and then that gets me sad. Rufio the shit? I don't Rufio care. Rufio is the shit. shit. In the beginning of the band Rufio, one of my old favorite yeah. bands, in the beginning of the, one of their first records, track one, it starts out, Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. 
Anyway, coming to theaters right now, today, as you're listening to this podcast, you can go tonight to see The Hunt, Bloodshot, I Still Believe, which legitimately just looks like A Star is Born. Tell me that is not A Star is Born's movie poster. Uh, Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, The Road's Not Taken, The Postcard Killings, which has Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Cruel Peta, and that's it. Go, go support Bloodshot. Don't go to the movies this week. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I don't, I won't, don't blame you guys. The Hunt actually is where I would go. I would actually rather see The Hunt than than what the fuck else did you Bloodshot. Just say? Bloodshot. Yeah, I'd rather see The Hunt. The Hunt is at least uh, a new premise. Bloodshot's just a comic book movie. True. True. It's pitch black too. All right, moving on to TV. Yeah, technically, like four. Months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, not production. It was just a shoot. Has been shut down. But it's been shut down due to coronavirus. We don't know when it's going to start. This shoot was integral to the show, though. And I don't know if they're just going to scrap the stuff that they were planning on filming in Prague. Because it was only a couple of scenes for the show. It and wasn't, shoot somewhere else. And then shoot it somewhere else. Or just scrap the scenes in total and just work around it. But this isn't going to, like, kill the show. It yeah. might delay it a month or so. But uh, we don't have a release date anyway. So it's not like we even know if it gets delayed yet. Because there's no date yeah. to delay. I think Sebastian Stan said, like, sorry we had to leave, obviously, for the thing. He said, but, like... I don't think he said, I'll be back or we'll be back. So I don't know if they're going to go back to do the scenes or he just thought it was beautiful and wants to go back. Yeah, the thing is, like, if you reschedule the shoot to somewhere else, there's still this outbreak. Yeah, it's a true. pandemic. It's Unless it's, they take it back to Cali and, and do green screens and figure that out. Right, but Cali is like, you know, L.A. had a state of emergency. True, I mean, it's, like, it's everywhere, true. right? So you're mitigating risk or whatever you do here. If they find a way to do these, I don't know what these scenes entail. I don't know how integral they are to the plot. Um, so I just, just hope it doesn't hurt the quality to... of the show and I hope it doesn't yeah, delay same, it too, same. too long. I'd imagine this probably pushes it back at least a month, but we will see. Um, I mean, it's got to get us through to early 2021 because that my friend, according to Bob Iger is when we're getting Loki. And I know that they said they were, I don't know if they fast tracked this show, but it kind of came together pretty quickly. Well, I think they're already done shooting for a little bit now. So it's just in post. And so if you need to, to rush it, post is where you can rush it. I mean, I'm good. Like 2020, I'm good. There's so many, so many shows on right now that I, I can barely keep up. I'm see, I'm not, I'm the opposite right now. I actually went through a lot of my shows. I'm um, in March 27th. So in I have so many. two weeks, I get Ozark season three. But after that, you know. There's not a ton for me in TV this season. Watch Castlevania. It'll be fun. That's five hours of my life, though. There you go. Well, there you, be, you have a great time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'll do. Uh, Luke, uh, Luke, wow. Uh, Six-episode Beauty and the Beast prequel is coming to Disney+. Plus. You heard that right. A six-episode Beauty and the Beast prequel TV series coming to Disney+, Plus, focusing on Gaston and LeFou. Uh Gaston and LeFou, which was, again, Luke Evans and Josh Gad. They'll both be reprising their roles. I kind of was not expecting this. I was in a uh, not a six episode. I was in a series. I was in a TJ Maxx when this story broke, and I was pretty happy about that. I mean, they were arguably one of the best. Oh, things no, about I wasn't. That movie. No, I wasn't. We were. Uh, it was right before we left to go to the Bearings interview. I put this on oh, nice. Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably watch it, but I'm not. I have to. Watch I'm not it. biting at the bit. I, I know you have no chance, but I mean, I, I <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it. This is a six-week venture for me. 
I'm going to watch one episode a week for six weeks because that's what we're going to do. I mean, if I'm caught up on all my shows and I need something to watch, I'm looking for a pick of the week. Hopefully it's good. You like Luke Evans. I like Josh Gad. Josh Gad's also going to be uh, writing the show and he'll be executive producer on the series. So Gad's going to have his hands all over it. I'm excited to explore the relationship between Gafu and uh, and Gaston, not Gafu. You could call it Gafu. Listen, we had uh, Benefer. I wasn't, have, gonna, uh, I wasn't gonna say nothing. We I have Gifu because we know that there are some undertones there. So yeah. let's let's go, baby. I'm psyched on it. Let's see where Disney takes a live action series as opposed to a movie. I think again, at least we're getting series. I think you played the safe bet. I think they did the right move. If you're gonna go with live action shit, Disney, stop making movies and start making series. You'll see the you'll see a difference. I hope. Uh, Netflix for news: Lost in Space, free third and final season in 2021. I mean, I kind of feel good because I didn't start season two yet. I would have been a little upset. But yeah, two, you're, you're done. So I was like, what's the point? Welcome I, to my world. Everything sucks. American Vandal. But you name it, it got canceled. I mean, hey, a little three season run, I'll take it. I'm I'm I don't think I'll start season two yet. The NBA has suspended their season. Wow. Breaking news. We're not a sports podcast, but we had the six. NBA game has suspended the season. Holy shit. Well, after this podcast is over, we're going to be reading. Yeah, holy crap. Wow. God, <laughs> of course it's when the Sixers are doing fucking good. Oh, they're not doing great. They're just, oh, they're oh, you know what? Ben Simmons just hurt for three more weeks for evaluation, <laughs> so but maybe a blessing <laughs> in disguise. Anyway, um, so yeah, back to Lost in Space for you. You uh, didn't start the second season. But I, I love the first season, and I will hopefully start it this weekend. Uh, I said before on the show that Lost in Space is a show that I have zero interest in. In watching the trailer for two, my interest level has peaked to a one. I am it's officially, on the I am officially <laughs> interested, just not heavily. It's going to take a lot for me. Um, but again, like I just said, I'm looking for new shows. So this could be one of them. Altered Carbon Resleeved got its first trailer, and it's coming March 19th. No, so that's fast. not season three. It's an animated carbon Altered Carbon film. And I think this could be banging. The animation looks good. It does look good. It, it, I watched Netflix, the trailer. Netflix, right? Yeah, I watched cool. the trailer, though, but without sound. I was in a space where I could not have sound on. So I did watch it. Kind of. I think they're just it looks gonna, good. They're going to do a, be able to do a lot more with this than they could do live. And this will be a watch for me, obviously, since... Is it day one? Are you looking forward to March 19th? Okay, I'll be honest. Um, I'm half, You're done? No, no I'm two? on episode four of Ultra Carbon Season 2. Is it two. eight or ten or twelve? I think it, I think it could be ten. It could be ten. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if Anthony Mackie's doing it for me. They said he could be back for three. He was doing really well. Unless it picks up, um, it's got I, a good I, was, fan I was more on the the supporting cast around it that kind of came back from the first scene. That's like the the, the hotel manager who was like uh, a robot. Fucking, I love he, the guy is a fantastic actor, and the woman who plays his uh, Kovacs' wife in the past, she's freaking a badass. I, I'm going to see this regardless. Aya Cash has been cast as Stormfront in The Boys season two. So they did a little change in the comics. The comics. Um, Stormfront's a dude, mm-hmm. and this one, she's, she's a woman, but she looks badass, and, and uh, um, Tony Starr, who plays Homelander, T is like, get ready, because we're we, we going to have some fun. Yeah, so, Stormfront, I'm Stormfront is just the storm of this. Stormfront is basically storm. just as strong as Homelander. I get think, the fuck I out think of Homelander has like a small edge, but that's why Tony Starr kind of hinted, like, get ready, we have some fun. See, now that takes a little bit away from me. Because well, I'm sitting here wondering, how are the boys going to hurt or kill Homelander? And if they just happen to bring in a new hero, like Captain Marvel, who just happens to be strong and they just waited for the right time to but unveil But she's it, not like... That's annoying you know, but, to me, No, man. she... What, what, what I know is she's worse than Homelander. 
is is what I is what, what I, I all know. I can hope is that that where I'll like it is if it, if her arc is not completely done by the end of two. If she is now a recurring character for multiple, I don't think seasons, she's going anywhere. Okay, good. Then I'll like it if they gradually just introduce her. It depends on how they introduce her. Like Captain Marvel was fumbled. Let's introduce her in the '90s, and then two months later, she's back and she's the strongest fucking Avenger, and she comes out of nowhere and saves the day. That was such a botched, yeah. horrible, yeah. forced I thing. That that's what I see with this. But if you're saying she's worse than Homelander, thanks for that little hint. Well, I, mean, I had no idea. What would you expect? She's gonna come in? Oh, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, could have been because what's her face is turning, and you have Ellen. Is I, she the older woman who has a drinking problem? What the hell is her fucking name? M- um, Maeve. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, anyway. I so, won't tell my friend. What is it, July, I think? June or July? I think it's they, June. I think it's June. July was last year, I think, and that, that show just took us by fucking storm. It was my number three for the year. So good. And the only reason it was my number three is because Chernobyl was just so fucking yep. good. Um, or it would have been two. They won't watch for me. Oh, man, me too. And, like, I, this is one of the rare occurrences where I prefer a binge of all of all the episodes as opposed to waiting for weekly. I usually like waiting weekly, but The Boys is so good that I'm just going to binge it all in a yep. day. So I'm psyched for it to come out on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime and you've never heard of or used your Amazon video account, like get on that train, dude, because it is good. Amazon Prime has banger after banger. Chris Delia, stand-up comedian, is getting a new special dropping April 14th. Sam's smiling. Chris Delia. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going, no, I'm sticking with Delia. Life rips, baby. Delia's Philias. Delia, funny comedian. Uh, if you listen to um, uh, Fighter and the Kid, he's on it a lot. Him and Brian Callender always... Uh, on each other's Instagram is making fun of each other. He he actually just dropped by uh, Brian Callen's set mid-set, kind of came in and just like talk conversation, but like jokingly having fun. And it kind of, it, 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 he's a different comedian. He's not your typical Bill Burr or Joey Diaz, but April 14th on Netflix, we get some new Chris D'Elia. Julia Gulia. I mean, it should have been called Life Rips, but I forget what he called it. Moving on to the music section, Dance Gavin Dance announces a new original graphic novel. Now, how do you feel about that? I don't need it. You got to think like Cohen and Cambridge does like the CD and they release a graphic novel with it. Dance Gavin Dance, the only reason I think they're a perfect band for something like this is because a lot of their music videos are animated and they have that continuous story of Bad Robot who's been with the band almost as a character with them since like Downtown Battle Mountain. Okay. It was a long time ago. Maybe maybe the first record with Tillian is when he came in. Whenever I think Strawberry Swisher Part 1 was introduced – I think the robot kind of made its way into Dance Gavin Dance lore, and I think that that's what this is going to revolve around. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the members are going to turn into comic book characters, which is always a dream come true if you get yeah. turned into a comic book. I mean, that's I, cool. I, I don't I know how don't I know. feel about feel about it yet, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to give it a chance. I'm I don't like peek. Prisoner, so like, and I'm scared for Afterburner. If the mm-hmm. if your first single is Prisoner, that's scary to me. Mm-hmm. I hope Afterburner doesn't turn into like a Sleeping with Sirens. Like I hope Dance Gavin Dance doesn't go like way too commercialized, and they keep what makes them great. They're one of the best yeah. post-hardcore kind of like screamo bands yeah. that there ever was. I really hope that uh, they keep that essence because I don't like the direction the Prisoner w- took at all. Um, they started that path with Mothership, and there was only like one song on Mothership that was kind of like that, and there was like three on Artificial Selection, which I just didn't I didn't love that record. So, yeah. But from a graphic novel standpoint, I don't read graphic novels. I don't look at them. I don't read comics. So it's not like something I'm going to dive in and I'm desperate for um, to, to go into. I like when bands do stuff that's different. That's fucking rad. So I appreciate it, and I hope it does center around Robot, which is sick. Um, 
but at the same time, it's it's just something. Yeah, I gotcha. Coachella has been postponed until October. Guess why? COVID nineteen. Yeah, I mean, I, this one should be no surprise. Like, it's legit in Cali. See you guys. See you hippies. Wait till next year. Jesus Christ. Uh, Lego and Nintendo are partnering for a Mario Lego project. My question is: After I saw what Mario looked like, it looks pretty cool. Could it be Legend of Zelda? Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Uh, could it Lego. Be Lego. Could it be Star Fox? Could it be you know other freaking Nintendo franchises that get Lego versions of stuff? I would love a Zelda freaking. I mean, I, I think it probably should happen a while ago, but better Lego. late than better late than never. I was well. This happened on Mario Day, which is three ten. Mar ten. Mario. Uh, we're recording on three eleven, so Mari Day. And uh, I was expecting a direct. To be honest, I was yeah. expecting a surprise direct announcing Odyssey two, but I didn't get that. Nope. I got Nintendo Lego, and I think you just said this, so I apologize if you just said it. But I am surprised it took this long yep. to create a Nintendo Lego. 100%. It's something that once we saw it, we're like holy shit. Really? We've never had this before? At least in this capacity? Yeah. Like, 100%. holy shit. And it could lead to, like, can you imagine a Smash Bros. line of Legos where you have a Lego stage, like a Smash Bros. stage, and, and then all the Lego figures on the fucking stage? I could just imagine that's the first place my mind went. Or Lego Mario Kart? Oh, my God. Or, or just actually create them, like, giant size, like, you actually build it. Oh, like, that would be cool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You build a Smash stage out of Legos. And then you get the little Lego figures and you put them on. That would be cool. God, that would be, be cool. That would be neat. So I think there's this got legs. I'm surprised it took this long, like Sam said, and like I didn't know he said, but <laughs> uh, WWE has an, a, a new signing. You know, they bring in talent from all around the world, from different realms. Oh, this, yeah. All different realms. This is, uh, well, this isn't all too unfamiliar because at WrestleMania a few years ago, we had interference in a match by one Rob Gronkowski. That's right, Gronk. The former New England Patriots tight end. No, not the one that killed someone. And uh, he'll be now, uh, what, busting ass? Busting asses? I mean, I don't know what he's going to – I don't think he's an in-ring talent. Is, yeah, he's that's got just, a long injury history with football. Yeah. He's so is he retired gonna, from combat sport. Is he going to be like a backstage interviewer? Is he going to be no, a commentator? That, no, he's, not a, he's not a hot woman. He does not have – I'm just saying. No, I mean, he, I'm just like, what else could he do? I don't want to see Gronk wrestle. No, he's going to be a bodyguard type. 100%, okay. 100%. Like, he's going to be Baron Corbin's fucking bodyguard oh. or something, something oh. stupid. They'll, wait, they'll waste him. They'll waste I mean, him. hey, the dudes, they, one of his boys said he's, he's talented. Like, he's been, he plays, the, loves wrestling. One of the, he definitely does. One of the most um, notable figures in wrestling journalism came out and said that uh, that the top stars in NXT are actually afraid of getting called up because of what might happen to them if they get called up, like getting buried, like Ricochet yeah. and Cedric Alexander and so many before them that just get buried once they hit. That's a, that's a shame, though. That's a shame. Now you have Finn Balor going to NXT. You have Charlotte wrestling the NXT Women's Champion at WrestleMania to try and promote the brand that these guys don't want to get called up because they know that their character, what makes them great, is going to get ruined in WWE. That's why Raw just had 2.1 million viewers, its lowest ever, and that was the night after a pay-per-view three weeks before Mania. That's Damn. terrible. Yeah, that sucks. AEW almost has half the viewership that Raw has, and they've been around since 1993. That's wow. scary for yeah, this company. It really company. is. So, of course, they're going to bring in 
Um, Rob Gronkowski. Of course, Steve coming back on 316 day. Of course, they're doing that stuff because they got to pop ratings. The problem with WWE is when you do these things, you pop ratings, but you don't sustain. Then you fizzle out. You need to find a sustainable thing, which was Ronda Rousey. Yep. Then she left to go do her thing. So at the end of the day, it's a cool little signing. I don't give a shit about Rob Gronkowski and WWE. Sam, what's your CGC spotlight this week? Oh, it's the one I said. I I wish I would have known they would have announced the, the Batmobile that day. It's the one I said I would bring it next week, so I, I did it. Batman twenty. Mm. It's a Joker appearance, but it's the first Batmobile cover. Came out in December, January nineteen forty three, nineteen forty four. It's a Don Cameron and Bill Finger story. Bob Kane and Jack Burnley art. Dick Sprang cover. Yes, that's his name. This is a five o off white to white pages. There's only 206 blue labels on the CGC census. The highest one is a 9.4. There's two of them. This is beautiful, man. There's two 9.2s. If you flip to the back, it's a Jerome Wanker collection. So CGC doesn't note that as a pedigree because I don't know if they if they who just came. Jerome Wanker? He, he, it was a guy who had a collection of awesome books, and this was one from his collection. I forget who. who I, I think I won that in a Heritage auction, actually. But they won't note it as a pedigree. I don't know if they can confirm if he was an original buyer or not, but regardless, I, I think this is a growl. It's the first, first Batmobile, Batmobile cover. Batmobile cover, man. That's super Gold, cool. It's a Golden Age book. Um, there's only 21 5.0s on the market. There's 16 4.5s. So n- not many great. Only 206 like blue label graded or That's no resto. That's fully complete. And me, I'm a, I'm a page quality kind of whore. It's off white, white pages. I kind of thought my goal was to get these Golden Age books not in cream pages because you see so many cream to off white and that just turned and if you anyone knows me on IG, I I hate that. So there there was actually no recent 5.0 sales this year. I found one was I think it was like two years ago it was twelve hundred. But there was actually a recent four or five sale for twelve hundred last year. So it's like it kind of varies. I feel like this book has so much room to grow and with only so many graded. You know what I mean? So there was four stories in this book, but only one actually could find a synopsis. One was the Centuries of Crime. The second was the Trial of Titus Keys. The third was the Lawman of the Sea. And the fourth, Bruce Wayne loses guardianship of Dick Grayson. I think that just speaks for itself of what that's about. Um, this is, I know it's not my, it's not anywhere Batman 1 to 11, because that's my goal is to get a run from Batman 1 to 11. Also, I want to get Batman 16. Because that's the first appearance of Alfred and Bat 20. Just first Batmobile cover to me that's iconic. And I just felt like I had to have it. So that's my CGC Spotlight. Batman number 20. The back cover. Guys, if you hurry, you can get a free microscope if you send this in. So Sam, if you want to crack this, yeah, send it in. This offer expired. Probably 44, <laughs> 43, 1943. 76 years ago. So hurry now. Yeah, so. If you use mail, it might get there in time beautiful book it's a beautiful beautiful book and this was a beautiful beautiful episode my friend thank you so much for doing episode 177 with us thank you so much to matt carlson from a will away 177 what did i say 176 i meant to say 177 thank you to matt carlson from a will away for hanging out with us tonight uh and doing a bonus episode which will be available monday 316 stone cold day so we'll drink some steve weisers as we listen to the matt carlson from a will away bonus episode interview looking forward to that we have local nomad coming up next week which will drop the week after so we'll talk about that on next week's episode i'm sure we'll have a breakdown of all the microsoft stuff that they unveiled on the 17th and 18th 
Uh, so having a good time with this. Appreciate it. It's only 9.53, so I wasn't that far off with the 11 o'clock. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll man. take it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging in there. We'll see you next week for episode 170. And that's the podcast.